Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. First of all, congrats again. Ha, I said it again. Congrats again for the win, Becca. Remind us again what you won, what you, sorry, and Kalila, one of our other teachers, won last year at time of recording. So, did you say last year? Sorry. It's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this, help me, please. I'm so tired. So, um, sorry, it just threw me off. Uh, <laughs> we so uh, we were both nominated at the Digital Women Awards 2021 this year. And <laughs> I won the Young Digital Women of the Year Award. And Kalina won the Digital Women of the Year Award. And it was just so lovely and happy and in real life which is very nice as well, exciting. And yeah, I think, I imagine she is as well. I'm still buzzing about it. I'll be buzzing for forever now. <laughs> well, and we're, bu- we're buzzing for you. As I was saying, I was almost half apologizing to Becca because as soon as I knew, because they both shared, I was like, yeah, 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 it's time to celebrate now. I'm going to drop everything and this is all we're going to talk about for a week. 
I was like, maybe it's a bit too much. Feels a bit too. It's okay. It's supporting. <laughs> now, passing on completely my terrible faux pas that just happened. Actually, what I was going to share ties in with the faux pas that I did because we were talking right before on air, and I was like, we need to talk about this in the podcast because it's important because mental health kids. And it's like we're talking about this shift between having half of the people or half of the conversations you have as a marketer, but in general, being like, we need to strategize next year and what to do. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you're different with your clients, but for the people that I'm talking to, a lot of the people that I'm talking to have this conversation because they know they have to. But when you talk to a lot of people, you can see that they can be asked because we're both all collectively so tired maybe it's me it's not just you it's not just you like everyone yeah I think we're so close now to Christmas and it's coming really quickly which is nice but it does feel like there's a lot to do and I just think people haven't got used to the balance yeah I know I still feel a bit all over the place like some days going into the office some days at home like just in general seeing more people face to face still I think taking a bit of a like you know it takes a lot of energy <laughs> to be honest so getting used to that again and no I've definitely noticed it with people everyone's like you know got good intentions but everyone is also like can I have a coffee or is it nap time we go to a nap are we all good now and I think it's you know part of, I, I agree with you actually it's it's done because, you know, it's the good intention of being like, we want to set things up, but we are also are always a bit tired. So we're trying to actually take it easy. But there's also part of me that then thinks as well. First of all, it's good to be honest because, again, I was literally talking to a client earlier. We all know that 2020 was a really challenging year. And I'm going to go here and be contro- controversial hat on. I need to actually get little gifts of hats when, I, when, I, when we do the hat on the video. And... Um, I think 2021 was also a really hard year for a lot of people. We have this thing, we survived 2020, and then nobody really reflects, and not even talk about reflects on the fact that even 2021 was a lot harder for a lot of us because we had to still pivot, still change, still readapt, still, as you say, balance and new things. And so part of me is like, first of all, let's cut ourselves some slack on that. So if you're listening to this and you're a marketer, entrepreneur, achiever, celebrate you for just getting all this far. <laughs> Um, and also, I think there's another element, and again, I'm sorry to take to the tone down, but I think it's important to talk about this. We're all excited about Christmas, so as you said, there's an element of rushing and hurrying, but also I know that it's because we know that we're kind of saying, okay, days are shorter, who cares? It's fine, because Christmas is coming, and it's almost like, if you can, you know, especially as then January will come, remind yourself then to make some time to check in with yourself, because it's already kind of toughish now. But let's be honest, January and February, the days are short. There's very little for us to really cling on to. And regardless of whether you work for yourself or somebody else, I think it can be a really tough time for a lot of people because there's pressure, expectations. And also you kind of feel a bit of excitement, but I think this year is going to be different. Might be me ranting, but that's kind of where I'm at. No, I think I agree. And I feel like almost as well, there's a pressure at this time of year to get everything the sense of I need to wrap everything up get everything finished and then I need to rest and see friends and family and do Christmas and do all of this 
because when January comes along, you've got to kind of get everything together again, go, 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 like you've got to be ready. And sometimes it's a lot of pressure to to rest. You're like, I'm supposed to be resting right now so that I'm ready for the new year. But that can be quite a lot as well sometimes because it is busy. It's not always very easy to find the time to rest or even if you have the time, the amount of time, I'm just saying the word time a lot, but the amount of time it takes for your brain to actually like unwind and get out of work mode or definitely social media mode, like that can be really hard to switch off. And yeah, with the pressure of thinking, oh, okay, I've got to be ready though, because in January things are going to pick up pace again. It's a lot. And I do feel like, you know, despite everything else, that's a lot in general, but then you add in the pandemic and all of those worries and stuff. And it's just like, oh, another level. So it's not just you, Fab. <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> but you know also why I say this is not just as obviously indulgent reflections into the void. It's also because I'm a business owner and I also help business owners. Again, if you have been here for a while, hello, welcome back. So you know that I help entrepreneurs and professionals and experts as well. So I also help on a one-to-one. But now we're talking to marketers and you might be like, eh, this mumbo jumbo is not for me. But then I'm like, actually, as marketers, I don't know what you would do with dancing and speaking like that, but you would. But actually, as a marketer, I would even double down and say you're almost equally, if not even more, surrounded by that pressure because let's be honest most marketers usually are on social media if not for the for their job as professionals and social is all about content it's all about new things it's all about information so I think we don't realize as also when I work professionals in that space how much we are affected by everything that is around in the world because let's be honest if you're not you can you can choose to put yourself into a cocoon but when you are spending half of your time on LinkedIn, half of them on Twitter where people are angry, half of them on LinkedIn where people are celebrating. Sorry, Twitter, we love you. It, I think the jokes aside, it can be really hard. We don't realize actually how much pressure we get from the outside world, especially a world that has been throwing us of curveballs in the past year. So it might sound like is this is not relevant to you, my dear friend, but I promise it is. I promise it is. Now, after this rant, so welcome, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, we have a lot of news, and I'm glad that Beck is here, because as you could hear from earlier, I'm kind of half not with it today. So she can actually tell me, she can start off by telling me your favorite piece of news from the week, even if I kind of hinted at you what caught my eye already. So maybe it's that. If it's something else, let's ride that tide, baby. Okay, I will, I'll pick something different then, mix it up a bit. It might be surprising, it might not, but Spotify, Spotify have taken a leaf out of TikTok's book. Are you surprised? (laughs) Shocker, I tell you, I'm shocked. (laughs) So basically the situation is as follows. Back in 2019, Spotify started rolling out this feature called um, Canvas which is when you're listening to music, you'll notice sometimes with some artists, instead of just the album artwork, you'll see like a very short loop of video, which the artist has put together, like Taylor Swift springs to mind, cause I'm sure she's got it on a lot of her songs. And it's just an extra bit of pizzazz that Spotify added. Um, some people love it, some people hate it, and they'd rather just see the album artwork. However, what Spotify are currently testing is, a TikTok-like feed 
which will show similar content to these canvas pieces of content. So why the question is, I think it's to keep people on the app, to be honest. And I've definitely noticed over the last like 18 months, the music industry using TikTok has just been like, that's, that's, that's a good word, isn't it? Love it. <laughs> so many artists, whether they're already established or they're up and coming, have turned to TikTok to, to promote their music as a way to go viral, as a way to show off cool things, and it's working. So I think this is like, it's quite natural that Spotify would go, okay, well, if this content already exists out there, let's just make it even easier for people as they're listening, or maybe it's a form of discovery within Spotify. So it kind of makes sense. Obviously, there's a tiny bit of me that's like, yeah, but TikTok is, is you know, TikTok did it first, so don't just copy. But I, I really like Spotify as well. So I get it. And it I do understand it. It actually feels like it kind of makes sense. It doesn't feel like a platform has just jumped on it for the sake of it. There's, there's you know, the proof is in the pudding of how much of an impact TikTok can have on the music industry. So... It doesn't surprise me, but that was what caught my eye this week. You know what's been interesting though? That again, because we do this every week, which I'm really grateful for. I'm just gonna say it again. <laughs> Given that today has been one of those days where I started on, on an interesting note. But what's been really interesting for me is that like last two weeks, Spotify had a couple of like bits of news coming out about the push they're doing for podcasts which doesn't mean you cannot do both. But, you know, what's interesting is interesting that, you know, a bit like places like Twitter, they are having this thing where they're literally like somehow forwarding and sharing so many different things and features at the same time. Obviously, I understand they're big platforms, but it's interesting they went, okay, we're going to start ramping up the podcast out of it because we want to be a, a leader on the space. Because honestly, the only other leader you can think of is, uh, is Apple. Love Stitcher, love all the other guys, but realistically speaking, be- with them um, and a bit of kind of Amazon with Audible is trying, but I don't think it's going to go very far. And then a couple of weeks after they do this, so I found it really interesting. It's kind of almost like musicians, we haven't forgotten about you. My question and thought, even if I like it because I love Spotify, I support independent artists, yay! And with my background in music, obviously I love it. But I do user intent comes to mind in a way of great for discoverability. What I like, actually, they did, just to kind of piggyback on that, maybe you can help me with the user intent kind of conundrum, but what I like they did to show you another thing of maybe, to me, how they were really clever on a user intent perspective, they launched a new series of playlists, and one of them is called Daily Drive, and we're actually driving on the weekend, so I was like, oh, well, what are you? And basically, it's really smart, so that's what I love about the algorithm. It basically picked some of the songs, some of the kind of upbeat songs that I have, a bit of a mix of everything, but from my favorites and my playlists and then in between sandwich there were some podcasts that's what fun clever like 10 minute or 15 minute or three minute by sides for pieces of news what does it mimic can you guess video yes and i found it really clever it's simple but i found it really clever so that's why i saw that happening it wasn't super duper shout about but that happened I saw the podcast ramp up in general with different features. And now this, and I'm kind of like, it's cool. I get it. It's interesting, but I'm also like, 
why is it just me maybe you maybe you see something that I don't see as much so I think first of all on the playlists thing the daily drive I've seen that too and I really like it and I think um it's a way of Spotify kind of signaling to their user base like we are your ultimate companion you know whatever you're up to we've got the content whether it's a podcast music a mixture to keep you engaged like rather than just spamming you with like here's five podcasts back to back you might start to get a bit like okay i need to listen to something else now so they're kind of going for that companion route but the other thing is i think spotify have a very good reputation of being uh kind of very in tune not pun not intended with their audience base in terms of the playlists that they create i know there's quite a lot of like memes basically about oh apple music's playlists are not as good as spotify spotify seems to put a lot of effort in everything seems to be like you know really super aligned with your music taste apple music will just miss and it's like not very good so i think maybe they are harnessing this and showing people like if you're into music this is where you want to come because you're going to get maybe this hasn't been confirmed but but there's this new update opens the door for maybe exclusive content which you can only find on spotify and also i think the other update that's well it's it's not major but it kind of it's worth talking about is was it last week they introduced lyrics directly into the platform which is another thing and it's like if you're really really into your music and you like to spend time not just listening but like reading about the artists or you want to know what the lyrics are or you want to see this potentially exclusive content but you know extra content and spotify is the place for you to go and the playlists are going to be great so i think it's about you know making that experience whether it's podcast focused or music focused as kind of as good as it can be and showing like we're not just a place where you can listen to stuff this is like an actual experience so i think yeah i think i know what well i think i know what they're doing no (laughs) i think you do (laughs) i think they know what they're doing (laughs) and and you know too okay i'm glad that i'm not the only one tired today okay i'm feeling a bit (laughs) now and also want to say just just for an insight into my into my gorgeous brain the lyrics loved it i saw it i was like this is my jam pun intended again I was like, this is what I'm going to, and then I was like, like singing along and, and then I'm going to stop. Can I say, in a, I guess I can say the name of a song without, yeah, because we're not playing it. A Little Less Conversation, the, re, um, the remix with Elvis is one of those songs that my generation kind of had because it was kind of popular. It came out that the remix, don't ask me who is with, but people of my, the, the millennials will know. And it's really hard to kind of follow up uh, with the lyrics. And I noticed this lyric feature and I was just losing. I was like, just kind of almost like rapping and following along. I was like, this is so cool. So again, you have me, you have my heart, Spotify. I'm glad that you explained and it makes sense to me. Um, I was just playing devil's advocate because again, I think um, I love music. And I think if you're a bit more in tune with the platform, you can see that. But it kind of explains. And also, as you said, it's a great example of a platform doing things right. When it comes to that, adding maybe taking inspiration from somebody, but still adding with the purpose of enhancing the current experience instead of saying, you know that we were known for this and not eavesdropping any name or platform. Uh, we're now going to be known for that. And that's kind of how, how these platforms work, which I think goes back to our interesting piece of 
news or bit that you actually added, which I was looking at, which is how basically Instagram is, again, we love you Instagram as well, but it's kind of trying to shoehorn more video content into the feed to try and win the younger audience. And again, they already said they're no longer a photo sharing app, so touche, it's not like, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's You know what it is though for me? Good old Adam, I'm going to read what Adam said actually. But my question is then, I mean, first of all, the users are going to get confused again, my thinking. And then the question is that, what are we supposed to do as social media marketers? Just tell us what to do and then we'll do it. I'll read what he said and I want to hear back because I, I, I can feel the the heat. Um, I always said different things and it was like, we're also going to be experimenting on how to do, how uh, how do we how we embrace video more broadly? Ba-bam! So full screening, immersing, entertaining, mobile first video. Obviously you're a mobile app, so shocker. But yeah, I don't know. From both ways, social media manager and user intent. What the hell? It's, uh, oh, <laughs> yikes, basically. So I, uh, right. So what this means is, let's break, let's break this down. What this means now is that if you post a video, um, obviously a couple of weeks ago, or was it maybe even a bit longer, now on your Instagram feed on your profile you'll have a tab which just collects all the videos whether they're real whether they're an IGTV let's just sandwich them all together which is like okay cool but now when you post videos as well new content if it's short even if you've not said this is a reel it will just be shown as a reel across the platform and I think it's Instagram's way of go <laughs> to me honestly it feels a bit like they're clutching at straws it's like we need to TikTok is still being really successful with confused users potentially by like unofficially or officially but like getting rid of IGTV but you can still have long videos introducing reels oh but now we're like lumping them together it's really confusing I think to people especially marketers like ah oh, I think it was maybe in this article that we're looking at as reference was it was it at the end it was like yeah, prepare to shift your Instagram strategy in 2022. And I was like, great. I'm just, I'm so excited about doing that. But it's like shifted to what? Because it just, there's no clear understanding of what's going to happen in a month's time, three months time, six months time. It's so confusing. And it does feel like an attempt at, okay, we, we've said that we're going to be video. Our biggest competitor is video first. So we need to drop the thing that we're really good at and just start having video. And how are we going to tick that box? We'll force people into it. So we'll put it front and center. We'll make any content that fits, you know, shoved into that category. And it's like, ah, oh. even if like from a creative perspective or a brand perspective, I'm like, I don't know what to suggest now because from a user point of uh, user intent point of view, you kind of can't even rely on that because you don't know how people are going to come across this content, what they're looking for. It's, and you don't know what's going to happen to your content either. And on top of that, just to kind of keep up with, with this really heated rant, which I'm going to jump on, I'm going to jump on this little horse because 
I was literally thinking the same, see, marketing brands. Because for example, I'm thinking one subset of our audience, which is creative impact one, and even mine, because I'm an individual. With mine and the creative impact audience, like professionals, I can say, well, whether you like it or not, you might have to look at it, look at it more like TikTok, which is hilarious. So you're actually going to be around. You have to look at it more like TikTok or you have to think about video, whether it's showing your face, text to speech. I don't care. Okay, fat annoying, not ideal, good for TikTok because it means that you're going to go to TikTok first, or at least I am, ha. Huh? But then I'm thinking about the brands for two reasons. Okay, let's ignore them. You know, I'll be honest, one thing I'm going to say though in this case, I'm kind of relieved because it means they're going to have less graphics left, right, and center, which I'm kind of becoming immune to. I don't see them anymore. So I love you peeps and I love you Canva, but for that, I'm kind of grateful because I think it's become, you know, when it comes to photos now, it's so heavy on that, that I lose everything else. But from a brand perspective, I'm like, as you said, I was literally thinking, what do you tell them? You know, especially when they invested time, money, effort, whatever, into the shopping side of it, which is not shopping, um, See, I'm getting heated now as well. Uh, TikTok first, as in like videos and stuff. No, it's shopping done as pictures and, and obviously features first. And it's got that vibe to it. So I just generally don't know. What do you say to a bigger brand? It's like, well, get ready to invest in all the ambassadors in the world. As I said, there's a positive in that because personally, I'm not sure. And obviously it will be interesting when we do the certification and we do this lesson about user intent. We obviously cover it. A, a more generic idea so that you can apply it because as you see it changes so quickly but I'm not sure what I would suggest at the time I think I need to even think about it for myself from a brand perspective what would I suggest well I suggest to go TikTok first because generally it makes more sense and then you can always say every purpose on Instagram when you think about it that's probably what six months ago that's what still a lot of you would say to a lot of brands you would say if you create any reels you can always use them on TikTok or vice versa but you will still talk Instagram first because a lot of brands, I think that's where they would go. Now, I will, even I wouldn't suggest that. Taking a bold statement here because you know that I'm quite partial with the different platforms, but I genuinely would. I think we said it a few times, but I think this may be the beginning of the end. <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah, it's just, I agree. There's no, it doesn't feel like there's any strategy behind it and how we're supposed to advise and figure that out is just a minefield. And it, I feel bad for creators as well, because you, you want to be able to plan ahead. You want to figure out what content you're going to create, what you're going to put time and money into. And you want that content to be seen in the way that you've intended. So um, I agree with you. If I was having to tell somebody right now, I'd be like, do TikTok first, Instagram, you know, we'll, we'll see. Because it just feels like, it, ugh, that's how it feels. <laughs> Again, we are being a bit uh, passionate, but I think it comes from the, the blessing and the curse of talking about this stuff every single week. And so seeing what happens and being like, if we can see it, and we ain't paying from by Marky Mark or anybody else. And we can see it because we're just literally following from the back doors. I appreciate it when you are into something. Sometimes you don't see the bigger picture. But this is a bit obvious, isn't it? So interesting. I'm going to 
obviously touch on what I said it was my interesting piece of the week and then I haven't touched on it but I really want to touch on this because I think it was really interesting which is obviously Twitter which is obviously the new Twitter promo video did you see that did you see the Twitter blue video with the little fingers yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not that. Even if it's awesome, we put on link and we put on Twitter, we put it on the newsletter. So go and check it out. Or marketingschool.com slash news, go and check it out. But I was joking, it's not that. It's obviously the step down of the Twitter CEO. Ah, shocker. Yeah. We knew it was gonna come. <laughs> it's like, what could it be? But no, I found that what was interesting was also how public it was on, on Twitter, obviously, meta. Go. Oh, ah! Oh! No, no, I can, <laughs> no, I cannot even say Meta and not mention Facebook. I see what you did there, Mark. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I found it interesting. What What are your thoughts on it? It just happened so quickly, and then literally, and that was more everything that I usually check anyway was talking about. Yeah, I so I saw his tweet. I saw um, the whole thing whole yeah and I thought it's just a joke <laughs> I just thought nah this is some something's up here or this is some way to announce a new feature you know we love we know how much Twitter love announcing new features so I thought I'm reading this wrong this can't this just this just is not how it is and then no sure enough Jack Dorsey has stood down and that's the end of that then like what okay so um part of me wonders okay maybe we've seen so many updates on twitter this year because in his own mind he knew this was coming so he's just like trying to see what happens you know nothing to lose potentially um but that almost makes it sound like it wasn't strategic and compared to what we've just been saying about instagram i do feel like twitter although they've been churning out a lot of updates it kind of still fits it kind of works for their platform they're not trying to be tiktok they're staying true to what suits the users on twitter so there's that but i do wonder what it's going to mean um going forward whether these updates will slow down a bit maybe me and you will have a chance to breathe and actually make a strategy for twitter without having to change it every five seconds so yeah will it slow down will there be some crazy new thing don't know maybe now they will try to become tiktok who knows stop giving them ideas like i told you they're listening everybody yeah. mark now Agra, they're all listening and they're like oh taking notes no, i'm joking I love them. I think that was also some of the speculation in the in the article we have as a reference, but in other pieces and in tweets and stuff is like, does this mean there's going to be a shift? Or, again, because you always know the public response. Or is this going to be a way to then justify, as you said, all these things that Twitter is trying to do and actually eventually settling on one thing or settling on, on something? And as you say, almost giving them permission to try spaces and blue and subscription and professional and then say meh that's it this out this out this out it could be because that's what you think as well it's like i'm pretty sure that he didn't just wake up one day and be like oh yeah uh, can you please call the cto and tell him that um he's the ceo now you know from how it sounded and how you read it so you kind of think okay maybe there was some strategic thinking here and to me it almost feels like 
even if I love Pinterest and I talked about it a few times um, that I do enjoy the platform, I kind of feel Pinterest is still really rooting the creators, which I love, but it's also still a bit behind when it comes to is, you know, like everybody now is on LinkedIn. We know like everybody because nobody was on LinkedIn. And I think Pinterest is still very niche in its own way, which I think is a shame slash interesting slash we'll see. And I almost find Twitter is kind of like, oh, damn, TikTok is doing great. Instagram is just just throwing itself out of a cliff. <laughs> Strong opinions today. I'm sorry. <laughs> because there's an issue like, oh, God. But, you know, so there's so many big things happening. And I think Twitter is like, we are almost there. We're almost there. We, we, we've got something here. We need to kind of crack it. This is maybe how I feel. And maybe I'm a bit, again, skewed in my vision. But I don't know what you think to close off this mad i would say mad episode i'm gonna win mad his name was a bit mad hi hang on wait what <laughs> what do you think about i was saying i think twitter is kind of trying to make that step and the jump that linkedin did where it, it, they were like okay we know what we're doing now we got it this is who we are this is the leadership we're taking on and you can see they're going into that direction mm-hmm. and i find that twitter is kind of almost getting that and i don't know if that's the reason why this happened because they actually i'm going to be like okay take out all the fluff this is where we're heading i i, I do hope so because i feel like twitter have the the user base and kind of what we've touched on so what they're currently offering suits twitter really well so I would like to see them narrow down, you know, keep users happy. Don't pander though. Like I still, I still see people going, can we have an edit button please? I'm like, mm, I don't think that that's a good idea. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I don't think that should be a priority, but it's like, keep users happy, but stay true so that Twitter remains like, Twitter has a purpose. I think as long as they make it so that Twitter has a purpose, and the primary thing, obviously, they've got Twitter spaces and we've talked about, oh, is that infringing on what Clubhouse is doing, all of that. Clubhouse has been quiet this week. Um, but I think they've, they've got a good core product, so I would like them to kind of concentrate on that. And if, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it, you know, like it works. I like Twitter and sometimes it's nice as well, just on a mini tangent for a second. In the social media industry at the moment, we are bombarded with video content. Video content is the way forward. This is what you've got to do. As a social media marketer, you've got to be creating video. You've got to optimize your video, 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 video. Great. Sometimes though, as a user, you don't want to watch video. Shocking, crazy. Whoa, people are going to go, are you all right? Yeah, because sometimes you either don't have enough signal or you want to listen to video with sound on, but you've not got your headphones, or it's just not appropriate for that moment, whatever. Sometimes you just want something to read. Short form content, easy to read, easy to digest. You know, it's not too taxing on your brain if you're at a train station or whatever, and Twitter fills that gap. So Twitter, don't change. That's my, I've said it. There we go. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> coming out she's storming out you can see her just right in the distance with a little hat on off she goes we heard the size of her hat you're right you are she's waving to their fan base see i was saying this is a mad episode but you're not helping which is excellent but you're right i think you hit the nail on the head people were doing similar things and then everybody runs so quickly into into video and jumped head first that again twitter actually created a space for itself it's almost a bit like 
again, micro, super micro tangent, I promise, but a bit like LinkedIn also becoming a bit more about like written pieces and some of them becoming almost like very short blog posts. I've seen, so obviously it's kind of almost like that medium. So it's really interesting. And I agree. I think we're all a bit like, okay, I'm overloaded with this. Can I actually go to a place just to read something and just to digest something? But what I want to say on Clubhouse, since we said, just to finish off, because we had, <laughs> you know, we're talking actually in the episode, we're talking about Clubhouse. How dare you not telling us about Oprah just jumping into a conversation? Yeah. Did you see Becca? They came back to us. I did. I got. I, I actually almost fangirled. I'm not going to lie. I was like, they replied. <laughs> <laughs> we're making a dent, Becca. We're making a dent. It's happening. Don't listen. <laughs> it killed me because you know we were, we were honestly questioning that, and I was like, no, don't worry, we got it. I mean, it's a great way. See, great example of a platform actually picking up on a conversation and being like, aha, uh-huh, is our replay feature right there? So. Yeah, Becca, we're famous now. We can just say, thanks to our fan. You can just wave your little, what was it? A trophy was a medal. Oh, what was it? There you go. Um, oh, I got a medal. Yeah. So you can, you can wave your medal. We could be like, sorry, kids, this is us. If you want to celebrate with us, the awesomeness and the potential madness of this episode, I'm not sure if we're going to get to the last one of 2021 and we're going to reach new levels and heights. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, you can find out more obviously all marketingschool.com. You can find the news and also how to apply for our certification. I want to say we sprinkle that. So if you want to have more of myself and Becca, even get to learn from us and other four incredible teachers, I should say, no, five because I'm included. So other five incredible teachers or marketingschool.com slash pro. You can find out how to join the certification in January. If you want to ask us anything, or Mark School on Twitter, or Marketing School on Instagram, I'm a Fab Giovanetti. If you want to, con- you know, share the madness again, Becca, where can people congratulate you again for your award? Oh, I'm at Becca Social. Thank you so much for listening. Head to AllMarketingSchool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.